The content of this podcast is personal opinion of the hosts and guests and is not to be taken, interpreted, or perceived as medical advice on the practice of medicine. Welcome back to season two of the Aesthetic Podcast with Aesthetic Ann, R-N-C-A-N-S. And Sarah, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. (laughs) (laughs) Just Sarah. But welcome back. Oh my gosh, we're still alive. We we are. I know. Some people in our life are not. Okay. We're just going to jump in. (laughs) Just jump in real quick. Okay. That was a little crude. Sorry. Wow. No, but we're still here. I've, we've we've gotten people asking like, hey, are y'all still doing the podcast? Yes, we just took a very long kind of unintentional summer yeah, break. So. That's a great way of putting it. Unintentional summer break. Meant to be like three weeks, ended up being like three to four months. Yeah, but, but we're back. But we had some things happen, you know, starting in May. I got a phone call about my father getting admitted to the hospital on an emergency basis. And, um, you know, so that was kind of a, a summer long thing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he was not able to survive uh, what was going on with him. So he did pass away. Um, and then, but on the other hand, we also had who came into the world. Some new lives. So I had my sweet little baby girl. On, she's so precious. She is adorable. Oh on, so this was in June. On June 18th is when we had her. So she was due on June 12th and so six days later they admitted us and I won't get into the whole story but we I had to be induced because it was a week after the due date had an emergency c-section it was a little cray cray but she was totally fine I'm totally fine now she is totally everyone's fine we're fine we're happy we have a great life it's fine it's all good it was all good in the moment I wasn't so sure but we're good and um she we so we named her Crosby Grace and she's the most adorable, so precious little cute. thing. Oh my gosh. And she was six pounds, 13 ounces, 19 inches tall. So she was an itty bitty tiny baby. So the tiniest thing I've ever had, like yeah. seen. seen. <laughs> well, I mean, had in my arms, like yeah. literally. Yeah. Even out of my friends' babies, I'm, I'm thinking that she is the tiniest thing. Her little legs were so skinny. Yeah. They were like arms on a normal child. (laughs) They were little, tiny, bitty, skinny things. But she is fattening up. She is. She's doubled in weight at only three months. And the thing is, you know, not without going too much into like backstory or whatever, but just I'm sure there's people that are like, how is she only six pounds, 13 ounces when she was 41 weeks? I don't think she was actually 41 weeks. She was definitely full term, but I think that she was really only like, 37, 38 weeks, Um, but it was hard to calculate her date of conception. So they were basing the due date off of um, like ultrasound measurements and stuff, which is not always accurate. Like the doctors did the best they could, literally saved my life. Like I'm not knocking them at all. But um, even afterwards, after everything, the doctor even was the one that said, I don't think that she was 41 weeks, but she's definitely full term. Like she wasn't a preemie baby. She didn't have to be in the NICU or anything. She was just so itty bitty and small and precious. And she's getting such a personality now. Oh, I know. We're going to have to have her as a guest on the show. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. She doesn't really talk yet, but. That's okay. She, she like. I don't really talk. (laughs) I kind of babble along too. (laughs) She sighs sometimes and she. She has a hard life. Yeah. It is a hard life being a baby. It's so hard. Eating. Sleeping, cooing, 
having the diaper changed. <laughs> it's a tough she, life. She does sleep like a champ, though. Like <laughs> since does. since like six weeks old, she's she started sleeping like five, six, seven hours through the night. And now, you know, progressively, now that she's three months old, she sleeps nine hours a night. And I just, I'm living my best life. I love it. She's a great baby. She is. I'm, I'm sorry if I come across bragging. I just, I'm very thankful, very, very thankful because I know that that's a struggle. And like, even in the first couple of weeks, I had some baby blues and, you know, some, you know, my hormones like going back to normal and stuff. And I was very emotionally unstable and I attribute a lot of that to just lack of not sleep. emotionally unstable as in like you needed to be admitted for that no, no. is that what that sounds like yeah no no yeah. no, no, no. I just, just like clear that up my emotions were heightened all over the map they were turned up to 11 so if like I was happy I was crying tears of joy but if I like was like oh that's a bummer like sad about something like I had to miss an event like one of my friend's birthday parties I was in tears over that like unreasonably emotional but I think some of that is just, you know, sleep exhaustion. So I'm just grateful that I'm getting back to normal. Well, because and it's not like she's your 10th baby or anything. Like she's your first baby. <laughs> so this is a brand new world. Yeah. Whole new world. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I love it. We're doing good. So, okay, next thing. Oh, well, I guess the next thing is my thing as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> trading... Uh, bouncing back and forth on the subject of passing away and birth. Now we're back yeah, to talking about the emotional away. scale up and down. Right? Yeah. So my mother-in-law, my, my sweet, sweet husband's mom, who is absolutely wonderful. She has been in a, um, 14 month battle with stage four breast cancer that metastasized to her bones. So also bone cancer. And, um, Long story short, she was diagnosed back in July and we had... A year ago, July. A year ago, 2018, July. And we had, we'd spent, and this was a very demobilizing um, type of cancer because yeah. she had fractured some bones and she was bedridden basically since July of last year. And so she passed away um, August 22nd of this year. So she got to meet Crosby for two months, which is amazing. That was her first grandchild. Yeah, both dad and, and your mother in law yeah. got to see they got Crosby, to meet Crosby and meet before her. they left. That was that was grandpa's third great grandchild, third great granddaughter. Yes. And this was that was Misty's first grandbaby. First grandchild. And only girl. And only girl because she had three boys. So it was like she yeah. it was the girl that she had always hoped for and so it was really sweet that, that Crosby got to meet them and be with them for a little bit. So anyways, that's what we've been dealing with this yeah, summer. So it kind of made it Turns tough. out it's a lot. It takes a lot of time to have two yeah. funerals and a birth and lots of stuff in well, between. And a big, I mean, that a big part of that too is I was traveling. I live in the Dallas area and my parents live in the Oklahoma City area. So I was um, spending two days a week here in Dallas doing my aesthetic practice I cut back to two days a week. The summer's slow anyway. Mm -hmm. So it was really a blessing for me that I was able to do that. And I was able to spend five days a week up in Norman and Oklahoma City with my mom and dad. Yeah. So that, that put a big wrench in it. But we're back and we're excited to be back. And we have lots of exciting things planned for upcoming shows. And we, we hope that you guys will continue to listen and grow the audience. And, and we're going to have some fun stuff. Yeah. But... Back to stinking cute baby Crosby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We can talk about it. We can make she our own has, podcast about it. I know her. we could just have one big podcast about baby Crosby. But I have to say, being being an aesthetic nurse, 
you know, I love her. She seems a little bit young to start some Botox. However, <laughs> she does already have some major wrinkles on that little forehead of hers. <laughs> she has the most expressive expressions and she'll raise her eyebrows and she has like five wrinkles on her forehead. Yeah, like 15. It's like she looks, or it's, it's an accordion. It is. She has an accordion forehead and they're hard. They're those kind that go like from eyebrow to eyebrow, like all the way across. All the way across. Super wrinkly. All the way up. And she's just so hilarious. Yeah. And then she also has a little, I kind of see a neck lift in her future. She's got a double chin. Leave her alone. No, We're chunking not, her up. No, it's not a double chin. Like she has all this extra skin in her neck. You think <laughs> it just so? Folds over. Is it fat or is it skin? <laughs> I took pic. Did you not see the pictures I took of her when she was like five days old? Uh-huh. I was going to post them on social media. And say, so I think she needs a neck lift. But then I thought, no, because of the emotional state you were in. Yeah. I did not do that. But it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Well, she's filling out. Oh, she is. She's filling out. Oh, she's so cute. Yeah, please don't slam us. I literally do not think that my three-month-old granddaughter needs Botox. I do not think that. Don't worry. I'm not one of those crazy people. We're making fun of it. I don't think she needs a neck lift. She's just so cute. Babies are just the cutest things in the world. And we're having lots of fun. And her personality is just blooming. And we're getting to know her. And she's so cute. So we will have her on the show at some point. Because... Yeah. And if you follow me on social media or her, you can... (laughs) Yes, I'm one of those moms that has a freaking account for her. Because... She's so cute. She's so cute. And I get sick of... Like, I don't want my feed to turn into her feed. So I want to keep my Instagram, social media stuff, my thing. And if you want her cuteness, then you can go follow her. But anyways, I'm not going to defend myself. She has her own Instagram. It's Crosby Odell. Okay. You can follow her. Follow me at Sarah A. Odell. And there you go. Go. Yeah. Go check that out. I do. My favorite thing that I post really quick is these adorable. um, If you want a really great app, uh, not even for babies, just in general. It's called Leap Second. And what you do is you basically just film a video every single day. It can be of anything. It can be whatever. But I just make sure that any point during the day, every single day, I film like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, a minute of her, like doing something cute, doing something funny, just sitting in her little oh, swing thing. Is that how you made that two-month wrap-up yes. video? So basically this, really cool. this app takes a second one second from every video that you film every day and you get to pick the second but it's just one second so at the end of the month it makes a 30 second like recap video so it's just cool to like make a little video of her and see like what she did that month whether it was like fun or mundane or cute or whatever it's so amazing what's available now because when when my kids were young like this did not happen and I've got this huge cedar chest of photos and stuff to go through because they're just like in such disarray because I've moved a couple of times. So I just think that's so cool. You know, everything that we can do digital is just amazing. Yeah. But anyway, beyond that, um, then the last thing that I did kind of wrapped up my summer was I went to ISPAN, even though it was International September. Society of Plastic and Aesthetic Nurses. That's right. Hawa. And um, that's where I have my CANS certification from, Certified Aesthetic Nurse Specialist. Given to me, awarded to me by the Plastic Surgical Nursing Board, oh. which is the board that oversees ISPAN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of are, um, I don't know how to explain it. There's PSNB and then there's ISPAN, and it doesn't really matter, but they are professional 
organizations for the um, aesthetic and plastic surgery nurse, basically. So it's not, it, is it a day training that you do to get the CANS? Is it like, because we talked about before, like anyone can just make up a name or make up a certification, but this is under a licensed board of plastic and aesthetic nurses that foresee... Yeah, they oversee. They oversee. And there are certain criteria you have to meet. in Like order certain to, hours of a, practice? Right. There's a certain number of hours of practice you have to be doing this. You can't just be kind of a weekend warrior and injecting Botox like two Saturdays a month or something. Gotcha. Um, you also have to have a physician that's in one of the core specialties. So this is, is this like the only legit certification? Yes. That you need to have or you should have to be an injector? It, you don't have to have it to be an injector because, let me say, there are hundreds and thousands of fantastic nurse injectors. They, they are talented. They're skilled. They are just as educated, more educated than I am. They go get their CEUs. Um, What's that? Uh, continuing education units. Oh, okay. They're continuing education units. Um, and they can go to ISPAN. There's a lot of them. You know, ISPAN is not just certified nurses. You can, anyone that wants to inject or wants to learn how to inject, you can go to ISPAN. Anyone that's a nurse, nurse practitioner, um, doctorate of nursing, you can join ISPAN. We would love to have you if you happen to be listening to this podcast. But what the CANS is, there's also CPSN, Certified Plastic Surgical Nurse. You have to have a certain number of hours that you're doing that. You have to have a physician in one of the core specialties. So those physicians are either a plastic surgeon, a dermatologist, I believe an oculoplasty. Um, I'm leaving some out. ENT. So there's either four or five. I, I think there's five, and I think I'm leaving one out. That's okay. But anyway, those all of those physicians deal intent with you know intensely with the head, neck, the face. Um, plastic surgery Head, type stuff. shoulders, knees, and toes. No, those are orthopedics when you get to <laughs> shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there are certain criteria you have to meet, and it also covers not only injectables, but it covers lasers and laser physics, and it covers... The lasers. Yeah, and, and chemistry of skin care. So, so you don't have to have the cans to no. inject, but it's just a great, legit certification. It's, a, it's the only certification out there right now, and there's a whole bunch of stuff you have to go through to become a certification. So it is a standardized test. It's not, I didn't just make it up and call myself that. A lot of people will go to a, a weekend class or just go to some kind of training or session and they get a certificate and then they start putting on social media, oh, I'm certified to do blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Well, that's not really the same thing mm -hmm. that, because that's not a certification. That's just a certificate. Mm -hmm. So they haven't been certified. Anyway, Muddy waters. Of, it is. there's lots of great injectors out there. But you know I, what I did find out is there's only 343 certified aesthetic nurse specialists thus far. I did sit for the very first in CANS Texas? examination. No, in the U.S. Oh. I did sit for the very first CANS examination in 2013 in San Diego, California. And then this year, we circled back around and had ISPAN again in San Diego. This year, it was at the Hard Rock Hotel. And it was... Oh, ho That was after I spent the afternoon in the hot tub with a bottle of wine. The ho No, just kidding. Um, it was fun. We had a blast. And we had lots of great people there. And I, I was able to interview some of those people. And I, I kept the interviews private because... Um, I do have a nurse injector group on Facebook that I run. So I did the interviews of some of our, quote, you know, 
famous or um, celebrity injectors. I don't know if anyone follows uh, Shino Bay, but he's out of um, Florida. But Where's Shino, he from originally? He's from Panama, so he has a very thick accent. Mm-hmm. In fact, that video that I have of him up, I might need you to do the captioning and we might replace the video in the Facebook group with the video with the captions. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Because he has such a thick accent, but he's an amazing injector. He's an incredible educator and just extremely talented. And we had another physician, Dr. Chris Surek, that came and spoke to Icepan and he's really into anatomy and he has this saying, the fear of injection is the fear of anatomy. And, you know, I think what people don't understand and what I hope that this podcast does eventually is to educate the public on so many different levels and so many different things that, Mm -hmm. you know, Botox is pretty simple. As I've mentioned before, if you mess up Botox, it's not, um, it's not terribly threatening, um, or aesthetically threatening or like life, life, medically threatening life or limb. (laughs) But when it comes to fillers, um, there are several cases of blindness and that can happen. And so we Yikes. had a cadaver lab, you know, so we did a cadaver lab. Oh, yeah, talk about that. That was fantastic. And that's always, the last several years, that's always been led by Julie Bass Kaplan and her lovely husband. She's fabulous. Plastic surgeon, Jory Kaplan. They're in California. So tell us about, like, what's the benefit of doing that? Well, obviously, it's definitely hands-on um, and you're, you're able Is to... Is it just a demo of someone, like, on stage... With a cadaver showing you, or do you actually? No, we do dissections. We oh, okay. we actually get to do hands on like a lab dissection. It's like a lab, yeah. And this year they had not done this before. They had like filler, but not real filler, like kind of fake filler, and it had they had colored it, and so we were able to inject it and then dissect it back to see if our product that we were injecting if it ended up in the plane or in the tissue or you know on top of the bone yeah basically see where it ended up and see if it was supposed if it was where it was supposed to be i'm sure that's very helpful it's incredibly helpful julie did another presentation and it has something to do with people that are are out there doing things that they're not supposed to be doing so i don't want to give it away but basically she will be on the doctors sometime in the first the show the show the doctors yeah um, she was asked to be a guest on their show um, about people that are teaching self-injection techniques. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And uh, that's supposed to be airing this month, October, and it it, it may have already been. It, it's going to be in the first 10 days of October. So, y'all, check your listings for the doctors. I don't know if it will list upcoming guests, but Julie Bass Kaplan will be on there. And part of her presentation, she talked about it a, a little bit, and... You know, she was really worried it was going to be like a Jerry Springer type show because... Wait, why? Well, because they had the other guest was the chick teaching the self-injection technique, like her YouTube videos. They brought her out. Yeah. So, so, but, um, you know, it'll be interesting. I-SPAN isn't always a bunch of presentations and boring information. We have fantastic events and parties and lots of fun and exciting things to do. And the best thing about it is it's free. We get free food. Sometimes we get free drinks. That's my favorite kind of party. Oh, yeah. It's a free food party. The free food party and 
lots of drinks and lots of fun. Were these and sponsored by like vendors and stuff? Yes. Yeah. We had one this year sponsored by a company called Revance. Okay. So this is really cool. Let me give you a little insider information. Okay, hit us. Okay. Um, we all know what Allergan is. They make Botox and Juvederm, and then Galderma makes Dysport, and they make Restylane, and Mertz makes Xeomin. I've talked about Botox, Dysport, Xeomin before. Well, this past spring, so uh, February 1st, something like that, a company called Evolus introduced Javo. So Javo was actually FDA approved in early February and then it came out this past spring. So a lot of people, some of you guys listening to this, you may have already heard about Javo and Javo has been on the market now since probably April or May and the reviews out there are kind of mixed on it. But it's a new neurotoxin that's in the market and it is uh, from a company it's a South Korean company. I don't know if a lot of people are aware. I'm sure they are. There's a huge beauty market in Korea. In fact, I'm sure that there's a ton of YouTube videos with a bunch of, you know, like YouTubers that are showing how to put on makeup and stuff. And a lot of new makeup is coming out of Korea. So they're extremely innovative and they are highly innovative in neurotoxins and fillers. Well, the interesting thing is, is here in the U.S., we've only had three neurotoxins and, you know, a handful of fillers. Um, but Europe and Asia have had like 21 neurotoxins. There's wow. Yeah. There's a ton of neuromodulators out there. So they're inventing these things, manufacturing them. Yeah. And, and they're using them. They have a lot of different rules than we do. Our FDA is really, really tight. So Evolus got the FDA approval to bring in Javo, and that kind of that came out this spring. Now there's another one. So, so now we've got four in the U.S. We have um, Allergan's Botox. We have Galderma's Dysport. We have Mertz's, Mertz's Xeomin, Evolus's Javo, and now this new company, Revance, out of California, it's the Silicon Valley area, is introducing, I, I think that, I think the word on the street, it's going to be called Daxi, D-A-X-I. Daxi. Daxi, So Doxy. what do you think about all of these companies coming out with their own stuff? Do you think that's good for the consumer as far as, uh, you know, with like economics and stuff like supply and demand, like there's competition, so that brings prices down. Or do you think people are like sticking their hand into stuff that they don't know what they're doing, and it could be a little bit like overwhelming that there's going to be so many of like the same thing on the market? I think variety. I'm, I'm a big capitalist. I'm into capitalism. Uh huh. Yeah. So I think variety is a good thing. However, literally having twenty to 30 different neurotoxins available, I don't think that's a good thing. Right. And, Doesn't and, that get overwhelming as yeah. an injector to like, I don't know what to use? It, I think not only for the injector, I think it gets overwhelming for the consumer. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, but, you know, like I said, I think I said earlier, Javo is kind of having some mixed reviews. This uh -huh. new one, um, and there's mixed reviews on this just because of the purpose. So this new one that's coming out by Revance uh, it's supposed to last twice as long. So instead of 12 to 16 weeks, it's supposed to last 24 to 28 weeks. Well, so that's great for the consumer. Months. It's great for the consumer, but yeah, not so great for, for the injectors. The injectors. Okay, see you in twice as much time. Yeah, yeah. We like you guys coming through our doors a little bit more. But does that mean that's going to be twice as expensive? Probably so. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the thing. 
Um, and then, like I said, this Javo, I don't have Javo in my, in, in my practice. Um, I've just been hearing some people love it, and I'm hearing some people don't really like it as much. So it, it's really going to be on up to the consumer, like what works with them. Because literally 50% of the people that try both Dysport and Botox, 50% are, gonna, are going to like Botox better, 50% are going to like Dysport better. So I really think it depends on the physiology of the individual, how they metabolize things, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I, you know, I think having a fifth one in the market is not that bad. Um, I think if we get up to 10 or 11, that's, uh, I'm not really looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's some breaking news. You heard it here first. <laughs> a fifth neurotoxin on the market in the U.S. And that's supposed to be end of first quarter or beginning of second quarter 2020. Nice. 2020. Are you going to try it on yourself or I, yeah. with your clients? I hope. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Because the reason why, because it's a, supposedly a longer lasting I want to know, is it, you know, how it behaves? Because some neurotoxins will, you know, that it takes them a while to kick in. And then when they wear off, it takes them a while to wear off. Others, they kick in pretty quickly. And then they go for their length of time. And then, boom, all of a sudden, they wear off pretty quickly. I kind of like that instead of the slow to amp up and then the slow to, you know, come off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... So therefore, I basically like Dysport over Botox. So what we'll you're saying is you favor Dysport. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I love Dysport. And then, again, along the lines of patient safety, you know, we have a lot of speakers. We have the ability to, to get 32 and a quarter or 32 and a half CEUs this year, which is outstanding, um, which means we've had more than 32 different speakers and presentations mm -hmm. because not every single presentation is going to be, you know, where we get an educational unit. Yeah. Um, of course I didn't go to every single one of them because some of them are done simultaneously. So I think I walked away with maybe 22 or 23 this year. That's I don't know, awesome. but it, it's always fantastic. And you and presented before you didn't, you didn't speak this year. Did you? I presented last year? I didn't present this year. And, and honestly it was a blessing that I didn't because of how, you know, our summer was. Yeah. I wouldn't have been ready. Yeah. But I was asked, I've already been asked to present next year. Ooh, so I'm working on, what? on that. Is um, it a secret? No, it's not a secret. It's similar to what I spoke give about last year. It's similar to what I spoke about last year with what's going on here in Texas. Um, I'm a huge advocate for, obviously, for nurses injecting here in Texas. And um, we've just had some medical board issues. And I don't want to get into that too much. But um, we can get into that another time because we'll probably we'll have some guests. In fact, we will definitely have some guests on here talking about that. Okay. Because not only does it, the reason why ISPAN wants me to come is because it's not only happening in Texas, it's going on in other states and it has gone on in other, other states. Mm -hmm. So for instance, in Alabama, a nurse, not even a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant can be injecting Botox, which is very simple, or fillers, wow. which as long as you know your anatomy, you're very safe with a proper injector. It has they've to be taken a physician. That right away. Yes, they've taken that away wow. out of their scope of practice, which does not make sense. I'm not going to get into that. Um, there's other states that have only what limited... What Alabama? I know. Greenville, Alabama. <laughs> there's, But there's other states that have have taken that out of the nursing scope of practice, but they're allowing NPs and PAs and physicians. 
so that's kind of an ongoing thing. So they've asked me to come and speak because of the work that I've been involved in here in Texas protecting an aesthetic nurse's scope of practice, which, by the way, I will mention Texas Aesthetic Nurse Coalition. You do not have to be a nurse to, to join yeah, TANC, Texas Aesthetic Nurse Coalition. We would love to have you check us out. We're on Facebook. We're on Facebook, and we do have a website, TX Aesthetic, A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C, Nurse Coalition. <laughs> this is spelling Did me. you get that? That was really fast. Yeah, well, it's nice. aesthetic with an A. Yeah. Um, Texas TX Aesthetic Nurse Coalition.org. Check us out. Um, we are raising money. We have a lobbyist and we have a. And the purpose is to protect the scope of practice for nurses in Texas. For aesthetic nurses in Texas. Aesthetic which which nurses. does roll over to all nurses. But So who they, else who else done that? Who else has like basically outlawed injecting for nurses? Like what are the Louisiana? <gasps> Louisiana. We're gonna call you out. Yeah, call them out. Who else? Um, oh my gosh, you they put me on the spot. They should secede from the union. I think so, yeah. <laughs> All nurse injectors, we're going to secede. No, I mean... The, <laughs> I we had our these, own nurse injecting state. These states that don't want to let nurses inject, they can just, bye, go do something else. Yeah, we're going to kick them out. <laughs> we're going to kick you out of the union. No, but anyway, on with that. But what else went on at ISPAN? I heard some great speakers. This was the first year, so this is a great story. I hope, okay. I hope we haven't, you know, taken up too much time. No, we're good. We're twenty. We're twenty. Good. So, uh, so I've got another forty-five minutes. No, <laughs> <laughs> maybe another twenty. Oh, oh come on! Listeners don't have anything so. to do. No, actually. Um, so with Ispan, this was my eighth year to go because I I love Ispan. I just can't say enough about it. Anyway, um, but this was going to be the first year that I wasn't able to go. Well, it just wasn't in my financial future, and so I didn't. I didn't make any hotel reservations. I, I love just, the way you said that. Yeah, I just didn't pursue anything uh, to to make plans to go. She's getting <laughs> choked up over here. Uh, I didn't make any plans for hotel reservations or flight reservations or anything. I just was like, you know, that's just how it is. I'm not able to go, and then they sent out. A scholarship application, and you could apply for a scholarship, and they would pay for the conference because the conference ISPAN would yes oh cool because the conference is several hundred dollars I think it's like four hundred and fifty four seventy five something like that and plus that's the early, flies plus hotel right plus yeah all that travel. right that's just a ticket in the door right that's just a ticket in the door so um, I applied for the scholarship. And I actually received the scholarship. Booyah, baby. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? So, Mama, I'm smart. Got a scholarship. <laughs> so that was really great. And then I have Southwest Airline points. I was able to get a free flight. Oh, girl, you just racking up them free things. I know. And then, but the thing is, the hotel block was already sold out. So I'm like, wah, So wah, I snuck wah. in and slept in the laundry room. Free room! <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. What a great idea. I'll have to try that next time. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, um, when I was doing social media a couple of years ago for ISPAN, I was part of the membership committee at that time, and we created a social media you know, platform, and they had already had a Facebook page, but I created a Facebook group just for ISPAN members. Well, in the ISPAN group, shortly after I found out that I got the scholarship and I'm able to go, and I find out the block is sold out, and not only is the block sold out, but the whole hotel 
was sold out. There was not a, even if I wanted to pay twice as much for a room, I wasn't going to be able to do that. Wow. Was it so, because of the conference? Like everyone's yeah. staying at the Well, there hotel. were several conferences going on simultaneously. And oh. the Hard Rock is a popular place to visit in San Diego. It's I a mean, pop-in. It's, it's a great place for little kids and stuff. It was really cute and fun and awesome. Anyway, so somebody posted in the Facebook iSpan members only group that they're like, hey, I'm going to iSpan the first time, first attender, would anyone like a roommate? And I'm like, did, me, the, me, little, me, me, did me. the little emoji with my hand up, like, you know, 15 <laughs> of them, ah! you know, if, it, if I could make it move up and down, I should probably put a gif in. <laughs> but um, anyway, so her name so is you, Tammy and she so got was a like, she took a chance on crazy me <laughs> and we ended up being roommates and we had a blast and on my personal page, I posted, we had the mystery of the bikini top, which was quite hilarious. Tell that story really quick. Uh, I think people should go to my personal page. Well, I guess they can't if I, if I didn't, oh, don't accept them as a friend. Basically, Tammy and I had slept in this room for two nights already. We'd been there Thursday night and Friday night. Uh-huh. And Saturday morning, like mid-morning, we come back from some conference meetings and in this chair, it's very similar to this white chair in front of us. In this chair is a bikini, a black bikini top. And I pick it up and I fling it over to her because we had actually gone to the hot tub the night before. And I'm like, oh, here's your bikini top. And I fling it over and she picks it up. She's like, this isn't mine. I thought it was yours. And you just decided not to wear it last night because I had worn, obviously, a different swimsuit. I'm like, uh, no, that's not mine. And so she continues to explain to me, well, I found it over here on top of the alarm clock. And I'm like, what do you mean on top of the alarm clock? Maybe it was tucked behind the alarm clock? She's like, no. And she lays it over the alarm clock where it covers the numbers. And I'm like, okay, there's no way because the last two nights, you and I both have slept in this room and I've been using that alarm clock to tell time in the middle of the night. <laughs> I've looked at that alarm clock for two nights and it's been bright red, so I even had to put a pillow like in front of it so that it wasn't so bright red. And if that black bikini top had been on of it, on top of it, I wouldn't have had to put the pillow there. Like it showed up that morning in our room. We have no idea how a black bikini top just showed up Weird. in our room. It was crazy. It was and we even asked the the housekeeping. We're like, did you know anything about this? <laughs> did you leave and this they're behind? like, no. <laughs> well, I thought, well, maybe they found it on the floor or something. But I mean, it's not like we would have missed it on the floor either. Yeah. So it's just it, so it made even it, it's even creepier because when we were talking about this downstairs, there were several people that were like, "Oh my gosh!" One time I checked into my hotel, they gave me the key, they gave me everything. This one lady was saying how she goes through, opens her door, and she hears the shower going, and yes. there's still like a bag of clothes, a, a suitcase on the bed and and she's like i was felt like i was so invasive and you know it, it does it kind of creeps you out but so she it's actually like, walked into someone's room who was there yeah they were still there and they were I've in the shower too. you have too? i haven't done that i was the person that they walked <gasps> in on oh my gosh maybe it was her walking in on no, you no i was sleeping and me and someone else were sleeping and no way yes That's and, crazy. and i like heard someone like come in the door and immediately woke up, immediately sat up, 
And they just, you know how hotels, like sometimes you kind of have like the hallway before you get to the, where you can even right, see the right. bed. So they stopped before even they came into the hallway. Cause like, I don't know. Maybe, they could obviously tell somebody was in there. Yeah. Me sitting up made noise and they just like froze, but I, the door was still open. Like the light still was coming in and they were, and I just go, hello. And they go, hello. Like it just echoed <laughs> so me. Weird. Like that's, that's not <laughs> helpful, but I guess it was cause it told me that they were there. But I, <laughs> that was it. That's the funniest part is they just go, hello. And they close the door. So that was our, Bye-bye. that was our only exchange is we just go, hello. Yeah, so that happens. Hello? That's why it's important to put the little metal bar hooky yeah. thing. Yeah. Because hotels make mistakes all the time. So yeah. anyway, so, so we're, we're going to be kicking off. Things. Yeah, we're kicking off season two. We've got some exciting things coming up. We just kind of wanted to do a catch up, let you guys know we didn't we didn't drop you. We didn't fall off the face of the earth, and we're we human back, too. Baby. We're human too. We have fun too. So subscribe, stay tuned, turn on your notifications because every other Thursday morning we will be uploading in your wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, whatevs, because we are bringing you some fun guests, some fun topics, more fun stories. Um, but also leave a review and share this with your friends, whether they're in the aesthetic field or not, if they've just have an interest in aesthetics, because, uh, we've got some great stuff coming up and yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We, we appreciate you. We've, we very much appreciate you. Hope you have a great day. You can always reach out to us at aestheticannrn at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.